Did you ever play the over-under game with your friends? You know, think I could eat that slice of pizza in under 30 seconds? I know I did. If you have, then you're going to love Pick 6, the new fantasy game from DraftKings, an official partner of the NBA. Download the new DraftKings Pick 6 app now and use code DKHOOPS for a shot at huge cash prizes. That's code DKHOOPS only on DraftKings Pick 6. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 18 plus in most eligible states. Age varies by jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. Pick 6 not available in all states, including, but not limited to, Connecticut and New York. For up-to-date list of states, visit dkng.co slash pick6states. Void where prohibited. See terms at pick6.draftkings.com slash promos. When you have health insurance, it's easy to forget about your out-of-pocket costs. That can be a lot of money. But are your bills accurate? It's estimated over 50% of medical bills contain errors. HealthLock can help. HealthLock technology securely connects with your insurance and flags any overbilling, wrong codes, and fraud. You can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. To date, HealthLock has helped its members save over $130 million. To save, visit HealthLock.com today. This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employer's respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Welcome in to NBA Pulse, a production of iHeartRadio and the NBA. I'm Sarah Kustak, NBA analyst for the Yes Network, and today is Monday, November 6th, from our incredible core group of NBA journalists. We are joined now by John Schumann and Shu. You got the power rankings going. Uh, we have got a new number one spot with the Boston Celtics moving up from number Two last week, surpassing the Denver Nuggets. And you look at what this week has in store for Boston, which we'll get into. And of course, um, what they've done at the early part of the season, five and oh, thus far. Uh, the addition of Chris, Chris Dapps Porzingis has, has looked pretty flawless, uh, to this point, how he's fit in, what their offense is doing defensively. What, what stood out to you about the way Boston has been playing at this early part of the season? I mean, it's just how efficient they've been offensively. Um, you know, last season it was it was similar. I mean, if, I don't know if you remember last season they were twenty one and five at one point, and at that point they had scored like three point six more points per hundred possessions than any other team, which is just a huge gap. Um, now, obviously, it's a, a much smaller sample size this season, but they're five and zero, oh, and they've scored four point eight more points per hundred than any other team, which is obviously a huge gap. I mean, they're just, they, they just execute so, so well, you know, they, they, they know what matchups to attack. They look for advantages. They attack seams so well, they execute really well. They, they're really smart. Um, Jason Tatum is just ridiculously good. Brown stops, leaves. Here's Tatum. Tatum again. Jason Tatum is on a first quarter burner with both his attacks in the basket and his ability to shoot uh, from the perimeter. Chris Stapp's 
Porzingis is an incredible weapon just to, with his shooting ability. Um, I don't, you know, they're not going to shoot this well, you know, going forward, but right now they're top 10 in field goal percentage in the paint, mid range field goal percentage, three point percentage. Um, you know, them and the Mavs are the only two teams that are top 10 in all three of those. Um, I, I, it's just, you know, it's their offensive execution. Their defense hasn't quite hit like, you know, prime Celtics level just yet, but. Uh, it hasn't has it hasn't had to you know they haven't played the toughest schedule either but um, you know it's hard to find any flaws in this team uh, you know at the start yeah and there's such a tremendous balance I uh, got to see them live on Saturday night when they played the Nets at Barclays Center um, into that point of the fact that you have so many weapons now between you've always had the the Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, but now with Chris Stapps, Porzingis, they can play five out. They can pay, play the pick and roll game. Um, Drew Holiday just adds another element of size and a ball handler to organize things. I, it was just, I was really impressed overall too. Derek White didn't play, but even some of the individuals coming off the bench, whether it was Hauser, whether it was Pritchard, um, you've got guys that can come in and shoot and space the floor and you can cover up some of those liabilities on the defensive side with the length and the versatility you have with the other players. 17 on the shot clock, 35.6 on the game clock. Hauser, a bomb is good. Sam Hauser has that kind of range. I think we knew coming into the season that Boston would be into towards the cream of the crop, but yeah, they've, they've come together. I also think Joe Mazzula too now, like in his second year has had a full preseason, um, the comfort of knowing who he has and, and what he's working with though. They have a big test this Wednesday. Uh, they will play the Philadelphia 76ers team, a 76ers team that's four and one to start this season. Tyrese Maxey has been excellent. Joel Embiid as well. Um, the opportunity for Philadelphia now after the James Harden trade clarity of, of what things like look like moving forward. Uh, expectations for you of, of what this means at <laughs> this part of the season for a matchup like this. It's great. These teams are one and two in, in point differential so far this season. Obviously, you know, Denver is the team with six wins, the only team in the league with six wins, but Celtics are number one in point differential and the Sixers are number two. They've been taking care of business about as well as you can. Their only, their only loss was uh, by one point in Milwaukee. So they've been really good um, despite the fact that they haven't had James Harden and they haven't really have had anybody that they traded James Harden for. Um, I think the, with that trade, you know, you sort of want to see, okay, are they going to be able to get something else for some of these draft assets that they got, um, you know, back from the Clippers? And are they going to be able to add to this this core that they have? Because I think you can assume that Kelly Oubre probably isn't going to shoot this this well over the course of the full season. Uh, Tobias Harris is off to a really hot start as well. Um, Maxi looks great, and Maxi's always been a really good shooter. I think we we think of him as this quick off the dribble guy, but he's shot better than forty percent from three in each of the last two seasons. So it's not like um, he's one dimensional at all offensively. So you can believe in him. You can believe in Embiid. Um, the question is whether these other guys are going to be able to keep this up. Um, and you know who's their fifth starter? What's their you know what happens when you get to to you know five, six, seven guys in the rotation? Yeah, and I think when when you look at these type of things, especially with the Eastern Conference early on, um, 
how teams start to come together uh, becomes something that I think you look at the landscape of the entirety of whether it's the East around the league. Um, one team in particular that's jumped out and, and opened some eyes, especially in your power rankings, as we had mentioned, Boston's that number one spot, number two, the Denver Nuggets, number three, the 76ers, four, the Golden State Warriors, and fifth, Atlanta Hawks making a big jump from, from 17 last week and they had started the season 0-2. They've won their four straight doing so against really quality competition in Milwaukee, Minnesota, uh, New Orleans. And before we get to some of the numbers and, and what they've looked like offensively, I think to me the big intrigue with this team has always been when Quinn Snyder has an opportunity. I said about Joe Missoula, but I think any coach, any any chance to really have an off season and a preseason to figure out what you want to do with a group. And the question has been, could Trey Young and DeJounte Murray, you know, really work together in a way that is conducive to, to continuity and chemistry and not just your turn, my turn. How does, how does that look like and in what ways um, you stagger in them a lot throughout the course of games, but how you can have them, you know, be their most effective, uh, in particular down the stretch of the end of games. And I think you're seeing a lot of that now. Um, Jalen Johnson, I'm curious to hear your opinion as someone who has been impressive given the fact, not just his numbers, um, but whether he's starting or not starting. In fact, he's playing about 30 minutes a game here this season for the team and kind of finding his role and finding uh, where he fits in. It's, it's such a young age. Uh, what have you seen out of the Atlanta Hawks and in why this season it feels or looks a little bit different uh, than seasons past when you knew they had the the potential but haven't always put it all together. Well, I'll start with one stat. There's there's as we through Sunday, there's 11 teams that have winning records. Obviously, a lot of them are just three and two or you know four and three, but. One team has three wins over those 11 teams, and that's the Atlanta Hawks. And you, you mentioned it, Milwaukee, Minnesota, New Orleans. So they basically have the most quality wins in the league to start, even though they, you know, they got off to a little bit of a rough start losing their first two games. You see the, the effect of Snyder, I think, uh, on both ends of the floor. Offensively, the Hawks have seen the biggest jump in ball movement, basically passes per, you know, per minute of possession from last season. Um, and then if you look at their numbers, they have eight guys averaging double figures. Eight. And like you know, sometimes you might see that and all like one of those guys has only played two games or one of you know, one of them's played three games. No, all eight of those guys have played in all six games and they're all averaging double figures, led by Trey Young, who's only averaging twenty less than twenty-two points a game, who's having a, a, a terrible start shooting wise, you know, has not shot the ball well at all. Um but then you got DeJounte Murray, DeAndre Hunter, and then Jalen Johnson, number four, at 14.5 per game. Uh, probably an unsustainable 62% shooting, but he looks really good. He looks comfortable. He can shoot from deep. He can, uh, with his length, he can be effective um, on the glass and on defense. Jalen Johnson all the way to the rack. Jalen Johnson. Good stroke. So th there's more ball movement, more balanced scoring. Um, defensively, I think they're being more aggressive defensively, meaning they're having Clint Capella come up high on pick and roll, which hasn't uh, quite as been as effective as the offensive changes. Offensively, they rank third. Defensively, they're still in the bottom half of the league. Um, but that has helped them force more turnovers, which can obviously help their offense a little bit. 
Um, I think they're going to be susceptible with that, like on the weak side, as far as opponents shooting a lot, you know, getting a lot of weak side threes. And I think that's the sort of number to watch with them is how many threes are they they allowing from game to game? Yeah. And you mentioned just defensively what they've been doing and a little more pressure on that side of the ball, forcing some turnovers for opponents. They've also taken care of the ball better. And it's, it's the early part of the season, but I feel like so often in, in many years, you look at how they played and they were loose with the basketball. There was carelessness. It allowed for teams to get some easy looks and run outs out of them. They've been a little bit better with that. Trey Young's a huge part of it, but they've been getting to the free throw line a ton. Um, so there's aspects to just the, the characteristics of how they're playing that impress me. Do you think this is sustainable, Shu? I mean, I think they can be, I think like, if you were to say who's going to be the fourth best team in the East this year, if you assume that Boston, Milwaukee, and Philadelphia are top three, I think the Hawks are the favorite to, to be in that position. And if you're top four, then, you know, you've got a, a, a shot, you know, at, at, to some degree. And, you know, who knows if, if, you know, if Milwaukee will figure things out defensively, obviously they're having lots of defensive issues. So I think they're in a good position. And, uh, especially if they're, you know, they're younger guys like Johnson, Anyeka, Kongwu, um, maybe a little bit of AG, Jay Griffin, um, come along and improve as the season goes on, then they're in a good spot. Yeah. In a good spot. And it, it feels like a lot of parody in it this season already, a lot of fun to watch, um, just given how many teams look like they they have some potential to make some moves uh, given where things sit, especially in the middle of the Eastern Conference. We're going to get to another Eastern Conference team facing a familiar face, I should say, Shu, in a new place. James Harden and the Clippers taking on the Knicks here tonight at the Garden. We'll get to that right after the break. Did you ever play the over-under game with your friends? You know, Think I could eat that slice of pizza in under 30 seconds? I know I did. If you have, then you're going to love Pick 6, the new fantasy game from DraftKings, an official partner of the NBA. Here's how to play during the NBA playoffs. Pick between two and six players and choose if they'll have more or less of his stat. Rebounds, points, assists, and more. Download the new DraftKings Pick 6 app now and use code DKHOOPS for a shot at huge cash prizes. That's code DKHOOPS only on DraftKings Pick 6. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 18 plus in most eligible states. Age varies by jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. Pick 6 not available in all states, including, but not limited to, Connecticut and New York. For up-to-date list of states, visit dkng.co slash pick6states. Void where prohibited. See terms at pick6.draftkings.com slash promos. Hey, everyone. It's Ted from Consumer Cellular, the guy in the orange sweater, and this is your wake-up call. If you're paying too much for wireless service, you don't have to keep having that nightmare. Consumer Cellular has the same fast, reliable coverage as the leading carriers for less. And for a limited time, new customers receive their second month free when they sign up and use promo code MONTHFREE by May 31st. So why keep spending more than you have to? Seriously, wake up and call 1-888-FREEDOM or visit ConsumerCellular.com. Taxes, fees, and other third-party charges will apply. See website for additional details. You're a growing business, which means you need every spare hour you can find. That's why the most successful growing businesses are working together in Slack. 
Slack is where work happens, with all your people, data, and information in one AI-powered place. Start a call instantly in huddles and ditch cumbersome calendar invites. Or build an automation with Workflow Builder to take routine tasks off your plate. No coding required. Grow your business in Slack. Visit slack.com to get started. Welcome back to NBA Pulse. Sarah Kustak joined by John Schumann and... Uh, Shoe, we got a big one tonight at the Garden. You will be in attendance. The Los Angeles Clippers are visiting the New York Knicks, and it should and is expected to be the first time that James Harden will be playing here with this Clippers team. Knicks have struggled a little bit out of the gates. So before we we get to Harden, what have you seen with New York? I think there was a lot of optimism, in particular how they finish the postseason last year, maybe some momentum building of, of what they could be. What, what have you seen in the early part of the season out of this New York team? Well, first of all, they've been good defensively. They rank third uh, in defensive efficiency. That's a good thing. The other, the, the, the opposite side of that is they rank 29th on offense. Um, last year, they had a top 10 offense, even though they were bottom 10 in regard to effective field goal percentage. Now, shooting is the most important thing on either end of the floor. So it's rare when you get, actually, they had a top five offense, a, a really good offense that doesn't shoot well. But what they did was they got to the line a lot. You know, they avoided turnovers and they crashed the offensive glass. They're still doing that, but their shooting is even worse. Basically, they're, you know, the worst shooting team in the league. They've been particularly bad in the paint. And, you know, you, you watch them and it's just like they, they haven't found like any kind of rhythm offensively just yet. They're forced, you know, Jalen Brunson and Julius Randle are, are forcing tough shots. The ball does not move. This is, that was, this has been an issue for, for both of the, each of the last two years where they rank near the bottom of the league in ball movement. It's one of those things where they gain an advantage and then a pass is made and then the ball stops before it really finds uh, the open man. You see it with Randle a lot in those cases where, it's almost like he catches the ball. It's not 100% of the time, but it's a lot of the time where he catches the ball. And it's like he almost always just has to take a second to sort of evaluate what his situation is before he makes the next pass. There was an example from their loss to the Cavs the other day where he had Dante DiVincenzo one swing pass away in the corner wide open. And he waited just like a second, not even a full second, and just waited a beat. And then made the pass. And by that time, you know, DiVincenzo's defender had closed out. DiVincenzo tried to beat the guy off the dribble. He couldn't. And then they got sort of got stuck and had to reset things. Um, you know, he can make good plays. You know, Randall can make good plays. He just doesn't. He's not the, the ball mover that you, you want him to be. The Knicks play to their strengths. They, it's Jalen Brunson one-on-one getting into the paint. Great footwork once he gets there. It's Randall playing bully ball. And then it's Mitchell Robinson just crushing people on the offensive glass. But they could supplement that a little bit better with better ball movement. And I think it's just a little bit frustrating to watch them play, see them gain an advantage, and then see it just sort of disappear because the ball stops after a pass or two. With that being said, um, excellent observations. You, you talk about the ball stopping. That It's kind of predicated in in how both Julius and Jalen play. I mean, that, that's a part of their game. They're deliberate. They're methodical. This Knicks team has, has typically been, especially with them, you know, bottom 10 in pace. Um, do they need to make a move? Can those two 
function together at a high enough level to find the success that they're looking for? I, I It's hard to say without knowing what that move is. I mean, they're those two guys are really talented and they're going to win the Knicks games by themselves. Like they like Julius Randle will win them games with, you know, with his talent and with his, you know, with his skill, with his scoring and playmaking like he if he draws a crowd he knows to pass it it's just the it's the sort of secondary second side stuff that can can be frustrating i think and jalen brunson is just incredible i think he's just off to a a rough start shooting wise at the root of it is some not so great decision making with the ball whether it be not moving the ball quickly quickly enough or just forcing tough shots that that aren't really there thinking you could thinking that you're good shooting a contested mid-range jumper with eight seconds in the shot clock when maybe something better can be happened if, uh, or can be found if you if you keep moving the ball. Speaking of the ball, and, and there's been a lot of, a lot of um, I guess I should say, interest in what it will look like uh, with the Clippers side of things. James Harden, you got PG, you got Kawhi, you got Russ, you got James now. Um, will, will there be enough movement for, for all of them to take part we get to see James Harden playing for the first time with the Clippers here this evening. What are you going to look for um, that will, will help indicate to you how you think this fit may work uh, with Harden and with this Clippers group? I mean, I think it's I think it's fairly obvious just how much these guys work together in the offense. Like, how much are any of them setting screens for the other for the others? Um, what is Westbrook doing when Harden has the ball? Like, I think Westbrook's been in a really good place with the Clippers. Like, if you look at this season, his usage usage rate is the lowest of his career, but his true shooting percentage, meaning his efficiency, is the highest of his career. Um, and he does. I, I think he's good for Leonard and and George in that he will push the ball in transition, and that just produces easier shots for them, right? So they don't have to grind in the half court. He's going to run. He's going to relentlessly push the ball up the floor. And if he does, if he doesn't, can't get all the way to the basket, you'll see Kawhi Leonard trailing into an open three because he, you know, West, Westbrook bent the defense. So I'm curious, okay, what happens when, you know, there's a rebound? Is, is Harden waiting for the ball? Is Harden, Harden, you know, demanding the ball so he can walk the ball up the floor? Rather than let you know Russ, you know, probe and transition and see what he can do. Um, I, I, I mean, I'm curious to see all of it. You know, the the transition at first, but then also the half court and you know what what is Westbrook doing off the ball? What is Harden doing off the ball? He's been sort of reticent to shoot catch and shoot threes over the years, although he shot more last year than he had uh, in the last couple of years. Um, and, you know, what kind of looks can can they get the other guys? If, if Kawhi Leonard doesn't have to grind so much in the half court, that's a good thing. If, if James Harden can can um, get him open shots like he got Joel Embiid open shots last year, that's a, that's a great thing. I just don't know. I think, you know, Westbrook is obviously just going to lose value because he's not going to have the ball in his hands as much. Well, what we do know is that, Shu, we always want to put the ball in your hands and, and read all of your power rankings on NBA.com. And we know uh, you've been running on fumes here. You need a little bit of sleep before uh, before you get, get to this game here tonight. But as always, we really appreciate you and your time. Thanks, sir. NBA Pulse with Sarah Kustak is a production of the NBA and iHeartRadio. Please rate, review, and subscribe on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. 
Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Hey, guys. Back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck, yeah. And some waves. So we could go surfing. Oh, <laughs> ah, love that. A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in. Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it. Um, Tanner girl, go shopping. Yeah, baby. Wait. Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. I'm so excited to tell you JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. What I love about Walker Hayes is his laid-back nature. He's a family man and being a country megastar while also having seven kids. You know he likes to keep his style cool and casual. This new collection is perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear, affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count.